This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. The Three Presents Many years ago there lived an old woodcutter and his wife in the forest. He made his livelihood mostly by coal-electing and selling wind-blown sticks, stuff that was blown down by the wind. In these days saws weren't very popular, and he couldn't afford good woodcutting tools. He just used whatever he had. So, he and his wife managed to struggle away, and make a kind of living with the little bits of wood he could pick up in the forest, as he got them free. But coming round by the winter time it came a very heavy storm of snow, and it was deep in the forest. It just took him better than busy to get as much that would keep his own fire going, never mind to sell to keep him and his wife going. So, three days he tried his best to get a few sticks for sale, but no success. The snow was far too deep. So, he comes home and he says to his wife, You know, I've tried my best and things is in a bad situation. The snow is too deep. I don't know what's going to come of us. Well, John, she says, you'll have to try your best and do something, because the winter's coming on hard. I know. But, he says, what can I do? Have we nothing we could sell? No, nothing we could sell. And, he says, we can't borrow anything from anybody, because we've tried, and we owe a lot of money to a lot of people. Well, John, she says, you'll have to swallow your pride and do one thing. You'll have to go and see your three rich uncles ask them for some money. Now, John didn't like this idea. But anyway, for his wife's sake he made up his mind he would swallow his pride and go and see his three rich uncles that he had never seen for menace a year. He had a long way to go. So, early next morning his wife makes him a wee bit lunch in a bag and away he goes. He travels for two days till he comes to these rich uncles who are three rich merchants, three brothers. He comes to their door. Oh, they made him that welcome. Poor John, they always felt sorry for him, wondered how he was getting on. So, he stayed with them, and they asked him how was his wife, and oh, they gave him everything he could ask for. He never mentioned how financially he was off. So the next morning he says, before I go I'd better bid you farewell. One brother says to the other, poor John, we'll have to give him a present. What shall we give him, says one. Money, says the other. I think we should give him some money. It'd be the best thing for him. We'll give him some money to help him on his way, he's so poor. So, between the three of them they managed to raise up a hundred silver shillings. And they put it in a bag, and they gave it to John. Now before he left they told him, John, when you go back to the house, don't be extravagant, and give it to your wife, and let her spend it all at once. Try and make it do you for a while till you're able to get more work. Right, uncles, he said, I'll do that. So, he bade them farewell. Away he goes with his hundred silver shillings, and he plans and talks it over to himself on the road home, he'll hide it when he gets back to the house. When he landed home he searched the house for a hiding place. In one corner of the wee house where he stayed his wife had a heap of rags, old rags. He takes his wee bag of silver shillings and hides it under the rags, Every wet day the wife was needing a couple of shillings, he would go and give a few to her, never telling her or making her any wiser how much he had or where it came from. But one day the snow disappeared. And who came to the door but a ragman collecting, asking the lady if she had any old rags lying around for sale, he would give her a shilling or two. Yes, she said, 
I've a heap of rags in the corner. So, she gathered all the big heap of rags in the corner, John's bag with his hundred shillings, and everything, gave them to the ragman. The ragman thanked her very much, and away he goes. That evening John came back from the forest. First thing, he went to see that his silver shillings were there, but the lot was gone. What have you done, wife, with all that heap of rags that was in the corner of the house? Oh John, she said, there was a ragman here the day, and he gave me a sixpence. Oh dear dear dear, he says, my beautiful bag of money. What money, she says. He says, I got a hundred silver shillings from my uncles, and I hid them among the rags. Oh, the wife was heartbroken, you know. So, for the next two three days, and a week things got as bad as ever. They were stuck again, nothing doing. John couldn't get any sale for his sticks. So, the wife coaxed him the best way in the world, and made him once again promise he would go to see his three rich uncles once more. Back he goes to see his rich uncles. Oh, they make him welcome, poor John. They bring him in, give him the best they had to eat, keep him for the night, talk to him all night, give him a good drink, everything he requires. They asked him how he got on. And he turned round and told them what happened. They said, we told you. But, he said, I hid the money in among the rags, and my wife gave the rags away to the ragman. Well, John, they said, we'll have to do something for you again. So, they searched their pockets between them, and all the money they had was 50 silver shillings. They gave him 50 silver shillings. Now, John, one says, remember, hide it where your wife won't find it. They bid him farewell. True to his word, John goes away back. This time he hides it in a dustbin at the side of the house, the old dustbin. He works away a couple of days, gives his wife a shilling now and a shilling again. Till one day the dust cart came, a man with his horse and cart collecting the ashes. In these days they called at the houses and asked if you had any ashes to lift, and you paid them a penny or two for taking away your ashes and dust. Oh yes, she said, my dustbin's never been emptied for months. Will you empty it for us? please. So, the dustman came and emptied the ashes into the dust cart, and away he goes. When John comes back from the forest the first thing he goes to look in his ash bin, it was empty. Wife, 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 what have you done? She says, what? He says, who emptied the ash bin? She said, the ash cart was here today, the man with his pony and ash cart was here. I gave him the old ash bin to empty. He said, my silver shillings were in the bin, 50 silver shillings I got from my uncles. Well, she said, they're gone. Oh, wife, wife, he said. And the wife felt very sad, you know, about this. She couldn't speak. She was just nearly in tears. But anyway, John forgave her. He said, we'll just try our best. But don't ask me to go back to my uncles anymore for any more money because I'm not going, in no way. Well, never mind, John, she says, we'll have to try. You'll just have to work all the harder, and see will we manage to keep ourselves alive. But I'm really sorry. Oh, well, wife, it canna be helped. It was only a mistake. But anyway, time passed by, and they managed to survive the best they could. Till one day a carriage pulled up at the door. Who was it but the three rich uncles who had come to pay John a visit? John's wife met them at the door, welcomed them in. She said, we have nothing to give you to eat. Come in, we've nothing to give you to drink. We're very poor. Oh, where's John? John will be home in a minute. John came home. 
I'm sorry, uncles, he says. But, one says, I thought we gave you 150 shillings, that should have kept you through the winter. John says, I hid it as you told me, in the dustbin. And my wife gave the dustbin away to the ash cart, and also therein was my 50 silver shillings. So, the two uncles were furious. They rose to their feet. John, one says, you are a foolish man. You don't deserve any money. We were foolish ever to give you money in the first place. The other says, you can't look after any money, John. You're better without it. No wonder you're poor. But, wait a minute, says the third uncle. I've something in the carriage that's good enough for him to look after. And out he goes to the carriage and fetches in a lump o lead, a square lump o lead. He crushes it down on the table. There, John, he says. Lump o lead is all you're fit for. When you can't look after money maybe you can look after a lump o lead. And away they go, jump in the carriage and bid John farewell. So, the wife took the lump o lead and she placed it on the windowsill. Days passed by. They forgot all about it. But one day, it was a beautiful day, they heard a knock at the door. This is a fisherman. I wonder, he says, I forgot my matches. Could you give me a light for my pipe? Sure, says John, come in and have a cup of tea. John fetches him into the house, gives him a cup of tea and gives him a light for his pipe. And he's sitting looking around him. He sees this lump of lead lying on the windowsill. He says, is that a lump of lead you have there? Yes, says John, it's a lump of lead. It's all I'm fit for to look after. It'll lie there. Wait, says the fisherman, would you give me that lead? For a long time I have been searching for a lump of lead just like that to hold down my nets, my fishing nets. I'll take it, says the fisherman, but I'll make you one promise, that I'll bring you the first and finest fish that ever I catch when I put that lead on my net. Oh, well, says John, please yourself. So, away goes the fisherman. But true to his word, the next day up comes the fisherman. And he has this most beautiful fish you ever saw, the great big cod. And he comes into the house, lays it down. There, he says, that's for you and your wife. It'll make a lovely supper for you. That's the first fish that was in my net when you gave me the lead, the very thing I was needing. And he thanked him very much, and away he goes. Well, says John to his wife, that was very nice o him. At least the lead got us something, something worthwhile at last. True enough, says the wife, it's a good fish. I've never had a bit o fish for years. Well, he said, the sooner you get it cooked the better. She took the fish into the kitchen, and split the fish up. And when she split up the fish's stomach out popped this ring. With a red ruby stone it was just the most beautiful ring you ever saw in all your life. And she cried to John, would he come and see this? And John took it. It was just the most beautiful ring, a rich blood red ruby. And John's heart was just fair taken with this ring. He put it on his finger, and he said he would never part with it. But they hardly sat down for a minute at the table to enjoy their fish, when they heard a knock at the door. This was a rich merchant passing by. He said he was on the way to sell his wares, would they give him some thing to eat till he and his caravan got to the town. John says, we're very poor and humble people, but come in and share what we've got. We're only having fish. Oh, says the rich merchant, fish is the very thing I need. And he told all his train of people to wait for him while he went in and enjoyed a bit with John and his wife. He looked at John, and he said to him, that is a lovely ring you're wearing. 
Ah, yes, said John, it's a beautiful ring. He said, will you sell it? Oh, no, John says, it's far too beautiful to sell. It's far too beautiful. Oh, says the rich merchant, it's something like that I've been looking for, for minutes a year. I would really give you a lot of money for that ring. Well, says John, how much would you really give me for it? He said, I'll give you a thousand silver shillings for your ring. Done, says John, you can have it. And the rich merchant paid John a thousand silver shillings for his ring. John and his wife had plenty money to keep them going for the rest of their days. And that's the end of my story. This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. Listen to our podcast on any of these platforms. Anchor. Breaker. Overcast. Pocket Casts. Radio Public. Spotify. Support us on Patreon. And check us out on Discord. All the links can be found in the video description below. We thank you for your participation. If you enjoyed please like, subscribe, share, make comments. We love feedback.